Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hello, party people. I hope you are all doing well and welcome to the show. We are recording from WTF Media Studios. There is a very, very hot, famous football player recording in the room next to us right now, which is just another reason I love it here. And I am going to linger after this recording and hope he uh, notices me. And that's another reason why you should never record anywhere else. Okay. WTF is where it's at. I'm here with my bestie, Fabi. Hi, Fabi. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um... I'm actually really glad you asked because I'm still feeling a little bit fragile. As you know, I went through a breakup and of course I had to bring you in because Fabi, my nearest and dearest friend, you've been on the show twice, right? Yeah, this is my third time. Okay, so you're like a regular. Fabi and I have been best friends since diapers from like since forever. So I really needed you here to record with me because like I'm not doing that great. I was with Sloot Man for almost like four years. Wow, was that long? Yeah, that's time, a long ass fucking time. Time just goes by so fast. So fast, but now I'm fucking single. That feels so weird to say because I feel like I'm never fucking single ever, but now like I actually am. You know what doesn't feel weird to say? I have options. Okay, guys, you guys sold out that entire fucking collection in one weekend. Because you guys know you have options too, but everything is fully restocked, you guys. So I have options. Go check it out. SophiaFranklin.com. Um, back to my breakup because everyone has like been DMing me and like asking me how I'm doing. I'm 
doing fine. But like, I don't even think I told you this. So I think it was last week, Sloot Man texted me and he hit me with the we need to like exchange each other's belongings text. Like, you know, like every single time you go through a breakup, like that shit happens. Do you remember official? Yeah, dude, it made it so fucking real. Like I had to walk downstairs and leave his keys with the doorman and it like hurt. Like it like actually made it official, official. Have you seen the bag of clothes? I'm literally going to show you what he dropped off. It's like jeans from Forever 21. Like a bobby pin. And <laughs> he was just looking for an excuse to see you. Literally. <laughs> it's like one pair of jeans. And like, I swear to God, he put shit in there. That's not mine. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he filled it up with like his own shit or like bought shit to put in the bag. I feel like that happens after a breakup. <laughs> like, Whoever's really sad will make it a point to be like, hey, I have your bobby pin or no, literally um, you left this plastic cup here <laughs> from like when you got that smoothie the other day. Dude, I'm going to show you the bag and you're going to be like, no way was he returning this unless I left something at your house that costs $500 or more, like one item and it needs to be at least 500 don't bother. Keep it. I don't I don't need the jeans. I don't need like the one sock. It had nothing to do with him wanting to actually give back your stuff. Zero. It was him wanting to see you. One thousand percent. And I had to make the grown up decision where I was like, I don't think we should see each other in person. And that's when I just like left his keys at the front desk. Did I leave his sock? Did I leave his fucking like whatever long johns? No, I left the keys because I'm an adult. What do you do? I would just throw it away. You, I mean, it depends. If it was something really nice, of course. But if there was socks or underwear, just some cheap t-shirt. Right. I'm either gonna, that's sure I would donate. If not, everything else is going in the garbage. Like he doesn't need like the one pair of jeans he left here. I think we like, we just need to like get rid of that whole fucking exchange of shit. But I'm done talking about the breakup because I could talk about it for like seven more hours. I did have my first hoe experience. Wow, I love how I'm, I sound so distraught about my breakup. And I'm like, I did just recently have my first like super hoe experience. Like I'm out here fucking. Well, the way to get over someone is to get under someone else. I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's actually fucking true. So I have been dating, okay, as I'm allowed to do. Not even dating, just like I've started talking to other men, okay? Two men in particular. There's two main guys. And I was walking around Soho. I looked like absolute fucking shit, by the way. And I was with one of the particular gentlemen and we were holding hands and we were crossing the street and I look up, of course, of fucking course, the one other guy that I am talking to is standing right there outside of the store. Okay? So I had a complete freak out moment because this doesn't look good. The holding hands is very like we're a couple. You know, even though like we're not, it comes off that way. Is that weird that we were holding hands? No. Like, no. It's a way to show affection. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you're like doing anything sexual, <laughs> yeah. like it's okay to be holding like, hands. If his dick is going <laughs> yeah. in your vagina, I think it's okay to hold hands. I completely agree. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better. So I just had a freak out moment because I was like, I can either 
have this be super fucking awkward and spend four minutes walking basically directly to the guy and then have to like say hi or whatever and risk him saying something, by the way, or I have to grab the guy I'm holding hands with and hurt. That's what I should have done, actually. I should have hurried and just grabbed him and been like, oh my God, ice cream. Like, let's hurry and go this way. That's what I should have done. But I'm not used to this. This is like new for me. I've always been in a relationship. I forgot how to be a hoe. So it was so fucking awkward. I basically had to keep walking straight and I was just looking down at the street and I was trying to like avoid eye contact, even though we had already made eye contact. And then when I walked past him, I just did like a little hand wave. He was like, hey, Sophia. I was like, hi. But then I had to explain who that guy was to the guy I was holding hands with. And I am trying to do this new thing where I'm completely honest and I don't lie and I'm not shady because that's going to be the new me. And I was like, it's another guy I'm talking to. Like, what's the issue? So it was really just a lot of traumatic events, you guys. But enough about me, Fabi. Let's get into this fucking episode. I have a shit ton I want to talk to you about. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. 
But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalude. Oh, hi. You've been living in New York. Last time you were on here, you were in Vegas. I was in Vegas and I was starting to make plans to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping I was going to buy a property, which didn't end up happening. Here? Yeah. Me too. It did not end up happening. Yeah. I Actually, when I think about it, I'm kind of happy because I was looking at like studios and places that were in a price range that now if I was to buy, I would definitely want something a little bit nicer. Right. So I think it would have been a the, the wrong move. Well, dude, the closing costs in New York are fucking insane. Because anywhere else, it's like rent, you're throwing away money. But New York is like so insane that like sometimes it just like doesn't make sense. Wait, how long have you been living here? So I moved here in December. I spent most of the holidays in Utah, though, with my family. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would say I've been here for almost six months, but I have traveled quite a bit. I spent I still go to Vegas to work. And like, how do you feel about it? Um, Mixed reviews. (laughs) Mixed reviews. I'm starting to feel a lot better now. I definitely went through some growing pains Mm -hmm. and I would have moments of crying myself to sleep, waking up in like sheer panic. And I kept questioning if I made the right decision. It was cold. I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing as far as like career finances. Mm -hmm. Um, I 
didn't have friends. Right. It was just a really weird situation for me. And I knew it was going to be difficult, but I didn't evaluate exactly how difficult it was going to be. So it was like way more intense than like you were expecting. Everything here is complicated. You don't uh-huh. like thank God for Amazon and shipping. Right. Not trying to shout out Amazon because they are a terrible company. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, suck my dick. <laughs> I would like to move away from shopping there and like more just mom and pop shops, really. I agree. From Vegas, I moved everything to Utah in a truck. And then I shipped clothing, books, purses, shoes, whatever. All Wait, that kind you of didn't stuff. drive the truck? No. Okay. No, no. I Yes, I did. From Vegas to Utah, I drove the truck. A U-Haul? Yes. Stop it. Yeah. No, you fucking didn't. Why are you, you were like- whipping around <laughs> in a U-Haul, Fabi? Yeah. yeah, I'm 30 years old. Dude, <laughs> I can what? drive a U-Haul. I were a lot of scared pe- to drive it. No, not at all. But I did have quite a few people that were overly <laughs> impressed that I was able to drive that truck. What's up with you and John and the U-Haul? John drove it from Utah to Vegas. <laughs> no, to New York. To, sorry, to New York. Yes. Guys, by the way, Fabi, John, and I have all been like best friends since high school. We, they all know John. Sloots, you guys obviously know John. We all lived within like a three mile radius of each other in Draper, Utah. And now all three of us live in a three, like a one mile radius in New York. John was my neighbor. That's fucking weird. And now the three of us are like all in New York. But like, how do you feel now? Like, do you feel better? Do you feel more settled? Or is it still like, what the fuck is happening? I think finding a routine was key in me getting past this anxiety driven moment that I had in my life. I got to a point where I was like scared of the door. It (laughs) would be so difficult for me to get ready and step out my door. But the second I walked out of it, I was completely fine and I would flourish and I'd be running around the city and I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. But I definitely got into this little funk where I wasn't leaving my apartment for days. Yeah, you were a hermit. A hundred percent. I now have found yoga Mm -hmm. and that has been like life-changing for me. I go to class every single day. Guys, Fabi is out here. Like, (laughs) what did you come up? What was the pose you came over and did on my living room floor? And you were like, no one else in my class was able to do this. What is it? The bird of paradise? It's called the bird of paradise. It's a very difficult balance (laughs) pose also with like an arm um, (laughs) extension. And then you have to like extend your leg. You can Google it. But- I'm the only person in my class that can do it. And I've only been doing yoga for like three weeks. So yeah, do I think it's cool? Yeah. The way that you've been talking about yoga and like every single day, I'm like, hey, like, where are you? And you're like, on my way to yoga. I go every day. Every single day. It's what gets me out of my apartment. I actually feel that because I have lived here before and I, I'm i not dealing with like the first time living in New York thing, which is like fucking intense. I mean, it's a form of anxiety. Yeah, but, 100%. And it, I don't even think it's just New York. I think maybe New York, it's like a little bit more intensified because it is wild out there. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing energy and vibe and everything. But as it, soon as I'm out there, I'm like, this is why I moved right. to New York. Yesterday is a good example. I went to yoga and I wanted to continue with my day. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking the subway to Chelsea because I had to go pick something up. And then mm-hmm. I ended up just walking from Chelsea all the way back home. I live in Financial District. Mm-hmm. It's like a 45-minute walk. Holy and shit. I just went 
from shops, boutiques into a farmer's market and by myself. And I had a great day. And I was like, this is why I moved here. Right. Was for this. It's once you're out, then you can be out. And the thing is, is the longer you spend in your apartment, and I feel this because I work from my apartment. Yeah. So I live here and then I work from here. After a day or two, it starts to get even scarier to leave the door. 100%. The more time you spend at home, the more time you want to be there. I even do my workouts in my apartment. Yeah. And it's like, you gotta, Sophia, you need to like walk outside. Yeah. You know? Also, the men here in New York, How much hotter are they here than in Vegas? Well, Vegas isn't a good place to compare because attractive men don't exist in Vegas. That's just (laughs) Just at all none. Like everybody knows that's a thing. That's why a lot of times you'll see a really pretty girl because the waitresses there are pretty. Are gorgeous, yeah. And they're dating a guy that you're like, why is that happening? How did that come to be? Uh And it's not… These guys aren't really sweet or successful, smart, whatever. They're Uh hosts at the nightclub that also are only a five, but they are dating the the hottest waitress. Okay. Because there's no other options. Right. New York, there's (laughs) options. New York, there's options. And if you are an unattractive dude, Vegas is your calling. Like Uh, it's calling your name. I've always said that. (laughs) If you have no money, nothing going for you, you're not educated and you're not attractive, move to Vegas as a man and you will be dating a 10. There we fucking go. (laughs) This is the advice like people actually need. If you are that type of guy, do not come to New York because New York is like… I think a lot of women move here for the men. A hundred percent. Actually, like that's a thing. I'm not going to lie and say that wasn't a deciding factor for me. Really? Like that like factored in? Of course. I've never been here and not seen attractive guys on like every corner. I know. And they're… There's family values here. The men here believe in getting married and like having a family. Mm-hmm. And they're also very driven and successful. And this yeah. is the type of place that's like you either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And I do like that about New York. Yeah, the guys here. And yeah, that's the kind of person I end up wanting to end up with later on in life. But Right. I think that's so interesting what you said. There's like family values in New York because… A lot of girls are always like, oh my God, it's impossible to fucking date in a big city. Dating here is like horrible. And they say that about New York. I don't think so. I mean, in comparison to like San Diego, Los Angeles, those places, the family values are not happening. Yeah. Obviously, I'm generalizing like I do with fucking every single thing that I say, but in New York, guys do want to get married and have kids here. I think that people who think that it's hard to date in any place that you're at. Mm -hmm. You need to look at what kind of men are you trying to date? Are you trying to date the guy that's 30 years old that's like just trying to get his like life started as far as career and he's probably better looking and like he is able to hook up with girls all the time? Are you trying to get that guy to settle down because it's not happening? Right. If you really want that to be something that happens between you and someone, I think you need to change what you're looking for and maybe look at they age 35. Oh my God. You were, <laughs> Fabi and I were like drinking rosé last night and I like vaguely remember this conversation. What were you saying? You were like 35. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so 25 to 35 is a no-go zone. Yeah, like don't even try. Okay. They're just trying to have sex. Well, I guess I'm out here hanging around the wrong dudes, but that's okay. (laughs) No, but it works for my situation because like I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. So the 25 to 35 range is good for that. If you're just trying to hook up with a guy and be single and like, sleep around and do that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's perfect age. If you want a guy to put a ring on your finger, 35 to 40. 35 to 40. Yeah. And then after 40, they're married. So you're just going to be a sugar baby. <laughs> you only have that five year <laughs> fucking period. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Kind of. Wow. wow. <laughs> that makes it seem terrible. No, but I'm like, <laughs> girls on dating apps, like set your shit to looking for men only 35 to 40. Yeah. So it's like save yourself the trouble. Yeah. Wow. And then then if they're over 40, they're married. And then it turns into like a situation. You're a mistress. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're down with like being the side piece, like then go for it and go for the over 40. But I guess it's 35 between 40. But for anyone listening and you're thinking about moving to New York, because I know a, a lot of people, that's what they want to do. It's so fucking worth it. I think so. I haven't been here long enough to make that decision. Yeah. You have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people ask me why I moved, mm-hmm. I use you as an example. I say my best friend from childhood moved. She ended up creating this like amazing career. Mm-hmm. She ended up meeting someone, even though it didn't end up working out, but mm-hmm. I'm not- But it was incredible. Your relationship with your ex was beautiful. It and like, was. Yeah, and there's no denying that. Yeah. And I look at everything that New York gave mm-hmm. you, and I would love to have those things too. And you will. It's a land of opportunity. Yes. Another thing when people ask me what I'm going to do in New York, mm-hmm. I always respond the same way. I say, I'm going to let New York tell me what I'm going to do. I don't I know. I I have no answers yet. I'm just as lost as everybody else. I love that. Yeah. Because people think they need to come here with like this set fucking plan. Like, yeah. of course, to some degree, you need to have like savings, savings or some job or something. But I mean, yeah, like my life and what happened is New York showed me what mm-hmm. it was going to be. Yeah. That's, I think that's the magic of New York. I know. That's beautiful. I love how you said that. I'm going to get that fucking touted. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place 
to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, so we all want to know something, Fabi, and we want to know about your living situation because you posted a few things on your story that were very interesting and intriguing, and people want to know what the fuck is happening with that. Yeah. Because you live with a roommate. Yes. I made the decision to have a roommate because it was going to save me some money on rent, Mm -hmm. and I just thought, Really what it was is I had this idea that I was going to move with my roommate and we were going to be running around New York and like, yeah, like like meeting people and like living this like fun, crazy life. Mm -hmm. And that's not what happened for multiple reasons. But that isn't even why I have an issue. It's basically what happened was I found out that there were cameras put in my apartment without my knowledge. And I found that to be (laughs) a little bit disturbing. Yeah. And it's like you completely like broke any trust that you had with me. Yeah. I I don't want to say too much about it just because it is like a sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, I'm embarrassed for her. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't… That was a really bad move. Not only did you make yourself look like a complete psychopath, but you completely ruined your friendship with me. Well… I if you guys were friends like why couldn't she just like tell you like I would like to put a camera here I think that's the question that everybody wants to know like that's such an invasion of privacy like yeah. what yeah how I mean, did you find out about the cameras my friend saw used, like a blinking light or something. yeah shit. like used the bathroom was like there's a camera in there and then I ended up speaking to her and basically it came out that like there was like two cameras and um she has like a recording of me talking for like an hour and (laughs) how freaked out were you the moment you found that out like I would be ripping apart like teddy bears like I would be like I would call in like the FBI like to like check for like wires I'm still don't feel comfortable like when I'm sitting on my couch I keep looking up at the fire like the smoke detector and I'm like there's a fucking camera in there right and I don't think there is right I did tell her I'm like you need to disclose every camera right. in here immediately. Yeah. So it's I, not like they were in your room. No, anything. no, 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 no. But like no. the fear is there. It made me feel uncomfortable in my home. So at this point, I just think that my advice mm-hmm. is be careful who you move in with. You And you, you never really know someone until you live with them. And that's like when you really see another side. I think that she thought it was going to be like a college dorm style type place. So there's going to be people coming over and I was going to be like looking through her shit. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. Right. I have my life together. Right. The last thing I need to be doing is snooping through your stuff. I have my own stuff. Yeah. And she set up the cameras thinking it was going to be that kind of home. Right. And 
I think it has to do with like maybe just like the types of people she's around. Yeah. And she- and has lived with before. Yeah. Because you are the opposite. I went over to your place with, it was me, John, and like one other person. And you were like, this is the biggest party like I've ever thrown. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really the type of person to like bring randoms no. into my home. At all. <laughs> no. That's why I'm like, what was she thinking? Like she really thought you're gonna be like snooping around. I have no idea. I haven't heard from her and I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> yeah. I did send her some pretty intense messages where I made it very clear that what she did was not okay. And that yeah. moving forward, our relationship is going to be completely different. Yeah. I can't trust someone like that. No. Um, But yeah, you know, you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. I will never have a roommate again, ever again. That is that, this- like, that was it for you. That freaked you the fuck out. I knew I shouldn't have had a roommate to begin with. I lived alone for seven years. It was a mistake from the start, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was going to be like this fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have- obviously learned that it wasn't at all. Yeah. And in November, I will be moving into my own place. And okay. I don't even think I'll ever, I don't even know if I'll live with like a husband, to be honest. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> like I, no one can be trusted. No one can be trusted. <laughs> you're like, you're literally going to get married and be like, you're going to need separate houses. I thought about this. I talked about it the last time I was on the Dude, show. No, that's <laughs> fucking like traumatic though. Like any, like this place you're about to move into, are you not going to have people come in with like a metal detector or whatever the fuck it is to like look for cameras? If I was, if it was like privately owned, yes. You hear about this stuff all the time. Yeah, Airbnbs and you hear about people doing that. That's like my worst fear. So weird. It's very creepy. creepy. Kind of like you with the binoculars. (laughs) Oh, okay. That is fair. No. Guys. Okay. This is, I've, ever since I was little, this is actually part of the reason I moved to New York, which it just makes this sound even fucking creepier. I have always loved like apartment buildings and being able to look across into another apartment building. It's called a peeping Tom. <laughs> I, that's me. Yeah. A peeping Sophia. I was just at my apartment and I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's so many buildings around me. I'm sure somebody has binoculars and looking at me. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe, but I'm not sure. Now after talking to <laughs> Sophia, I'm like, 100% somebody is watching me. <laughs> God, dude. But it's so fun. You don't think it's fun to like look into people's lives and like see how they live and like how they eat and like what they're up to? No, I'm not Snoopy. Is that fucked up that I do that? I think it's Snoopy. It's Snoopy, (laughs) but like it's not like I know who they are. It's not like I would like recognize them on the street. It's from far away. I would feel so guilty. Until I get my fucking binoculars. I would just feel really guilty. Why? I don't they know. They don't need to know. They don't know. I don't know. I mean, guys, let me know if that's really fucked up because it's actually like a sick hobby of mine that I love. I find this to be so I, crazy. I just, it's so fucking interesting. Ever since I was little though, that was like intriguing to me. Yeah. I remember I would come to New York and stay with my aunt and I would just like stare out the window at all the people like in their apartments. Yeah. What I like to do is in New York is people watch. I could people watch all day, but that's like people walking by on the street. Not not people <laughs> not like eating dinner. <laughs> like eating dinner with her family, like watching them through the window. <laughs> I'm a voyeur. Okay, so I'm a creep. 
okay, you know what? That's fine. That's something I'll work on um, in 2029 because I think it's way too much fun right now. But the roommate, that's, dude, I, I don't, I would be fucking terrified. How is your apartment? Because I think when people are thinking about moving to New York, they, one of the most daunting things is apartment, how much money it's going to be, like all of that shit. Because people, people like New York has a reputation of you live in a shoebox and pay $10,000 a month, you know? Okay, that's definitely an exaggeration. (laughs) I mean, $10,000 a month is going to get you a really nice apartment in West Village. Yes. Um, But of course, it's like $10,000 a month in Vegas or Utah or wherever else. You're going to get a mansion mansion with like a infinity pool and movie theater. No, it's just nice for New York. Like you actually have a living room and maybe you have a walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe you have two bathrooms. Maybe a washer and dryer. Yes. If like we're Maybe a dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) Is your place very expensive or it's like within your budget? Or I mean, knowing you, it's within your budget. Because I have a roommate, it is within my budget. The way that I kind of budgeted everything out was what my rent costs in Vegas plus my car payment, car insurance, and gas. Mm -hmm. So I added that all up and I was like, that's what I feel comfortable paying in New York since I'm not going to have a car, car insurance and paying gas. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way and to think about I it. And I stuck to that and it hasn't really changed my bills for that reason. Of course, my bills went up for other reasons. Like everything here is double if you want to get a haircut, if you want to get tattoo removal, if you want to get laser hair removal, whatever, that's all double. Right. So you have to be ready for those types of expenses. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm going to be living alone in November, my rent is obviously going to go up and I'm going to have to like figure out other ways to cut back. Right. But it is difficult because of inflation and price gouging that like corporate companies are basically just raising the prices because they know they can. Right. And so you go to the grocery store and you're paying $10 for a pint of blueberries. Right. That's insane. Dude, I went to the grocery store and I bought cuties. $10. It's insane. Little mini oranges or whatever the fuck they were. It's disgusting. $10. Like it honestly grosses me out when I think about it. It's The average person is not going to like be living the high life in New York. I think everybody knows that. I think also budgeting Mm -hmm. is the most important part. Yeah. If you can figure out a budget and stick to it, you can move here. Right. But you probably, you're not going to be living in West Village. You're probably mm-hmm. going to need to have a roommate. You're not going to have a dishwasher and a washer yeah. and dryer. But if you're okay with those things, like you can make it work. Yes. I totally agree. When I first moved here, I lived in a studio that was I remember fucking that thing. terrifying <laughs> with a mattress on the floor and I don't want to talk about it. And also, we're about to like hit a second recession. The last one was what in 08, 09? Yeah. Oh, 08 was when like the real estate market crashed. And so, how old were we? You were like in high school. We were in ninth or 10th t- grade, like 14. That shit was really fucking scary and traumatizing. Yeah. I made a lot of life decisions based off of that time in my life. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't ever want to struggle with money. It shaped the way that you live your life. A hundred percent. Moving forward. It created a lot of financial anxiety Mm -hmm. moving forward, which I do think it shaped me and it built character. And I just always knew I wasn't going to struggle the way that my parents did. Mm -hmm. My family was worse than yours. Mm -hmm. I actually, something that really sticks out to me is I would have to go to Sophia's house every day to shower because my parents couldn't afford the hot water. Yeah, they couldn't afford the electricity bill or the heat heating bill. And 
I wasn't able to shower at home. I know. I remember that. Yeah. My mom couldn't afford to like give me school lunch. Mm -hmm. um, Money for lunch. And some random student Mm -hmm. sponsored my lunch and was like paying for me to eat lunch at school. Wait, I didn't know that Mm -hmm. at our high school. At Juan Diego, yeah. I couldn't afford to get lunch either. Oh, you could have had somebody sponsor you. What? No one let… I was stealing food, remember? I wasn't eating and they noticed. (laughs) They were like, why don't you have food? I'm like, because right now we don't have money for lunch. And they were like, okay, well, this parent is going to pay for your lunch. Okay, well, I got caught stealing and no one asked me why I was doing that. And if they could sponsor me, I just got in fucking… I got detention. <laughs> you got caught stealing lunch. Dude, my mom went through the same shit yeah. during the recession. Like, I couldn't afford it. I guess I've like always stolen shit my entire <laughs> life. But like, no one told me about the sponsorship program. And then I remember I went to this college in California after that we just completely could not afford. But my mom loved her to death. Was like, I want to like do this for Sophia. And like, I will always like be grateful, thankful. Like I paid her back, obviously. But like, I remember my first year of college, there were days like I couldn't eat. And I remember I could never afford that semester like to pay for classes. And I would have to like go in and beg for them to like let me like sign up for like, less money. Like, it was I, always like a battle. Yeah. I know? will say that just looking at the way both of our parents, our moms mm-hmm. were, and they sacrificed a lot. A lot. I talk about how I couldn't afford school lunch. I one time told this story to one of my close friends and she was like, what do you mean like school lunch? I'm like, well, your parents would give you money to ha- eat lunch in school. She's like, I never got that. Okay. So we were spoiled as fuck. We're <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. We are self-aware people. We realize how fucking blessed we were and are. There's people fucking struggling a thousand times more, but there's also fucking people who were getting great lunches and then their daddies were handing them like a hundred dollar bill to like go grab a fancy dinner after, you know? That's what's surreal about being in situations like a school like Juan Diego is that you have these lower income students who are being sponsored to like be on the football team who like lived in like not nice areas. Mm -hmm. And then you had the girls and like the guys driving the Jeeps and the girls wearing the juicy couture suits. Yes. The Ugg boots. I know. Decked out. I know. And you had both of those people (laughs) in one school. And it was pretty surreal to be in a situation like that. It was. It was. And like, I remember my ex, his family donated a million dollars a year to the school. And I was out here just like, that's when I felt very, what's the word? I felt a little bit of an outcast when I would go to his house. Yeah. Not not that my family wasn't doing well, but like they were on a different level of wealth. I always felt that way when I was around wealthy people. Yeah. I never felt like I fit in. Right. Obviously, that's very different now. (laughs) I feel like I fit right in. Not saying that I'm wealthy, but it's definitely like the type of people that I surround myself with. Yes. And but growing up, I was I would get really quiet. I was shy. I felt Mm -hmm. just like I didn't fit in. Right. I think we both kind of felt that. We were not the girls with the Uggs and and the Juicy (laughs) at all. I got my shoes from Ross. But guys still wanted to fuck us. They did. That's a flex. Yeah. Fabi and I were known as the party girls in high school. I know, shocking. I'm sure it's very hard to believe. But obviously, we're not experts. But like, we kind of lived it. And I think like, we have some financial savviness to us. And I feel like we should give people some tips. 
I'm going to say the tip that I tell my mom almost every day, even though at this point it's like too late. Put a little bit of money into savings. $100 a month. Skip eating out. Skip that Postmates meal. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't don't buy that shirt or those pants. Yeah. It will make a difference in the future. Yeah. No amount is too small. That's the thing. Just if you have $50, mm-hmm. put it away. If you have yeah. 20 bucks, put it away. It doesn't matter how much it is. Just put it away. Put it away. I think that's like amazing fucking advice. And try to work on like eliminating your debt. Your high interest debt is another thing that you should be doing now. Creating a budget. A budget is big. Fabby I do it every is, month. Fabby is all about the budget. And when I tell her that like, I don't look at my fucking bank account every month, like she almost ripped my head off and was like, I'm sitting down next to you and we're doing this. That's something that I do every month. And it has helped me a lot in being able to grow my savings. Mm -hmm. Um, I budget out exactly how much I want to spend that month. If I went on a trip the month before, maybe I had to pay for a procedure or something. I will make sure that the next month I cut back in certain areas. I like to every eight to nine months do like a full analysis that takes me two days to go through everything and then just reflect back and feel (laughs) bad about it. (laughs) But but then it teaches me moving forward. Like I should be more, I should be looking at that every month. Yeah. A thousand percent. What do I spend my money on? Eating out, Ubers. Yeah. That's it. Clothes here and there. But like, I'm not a huge shopper. That I definitely am. Mm, But now that I'm thinking about it, like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Shit adds up. The hair, the spray tan. Yeah. All of it. Everything adds up. I know. Now now that I'm going down the list, I'm like, (laughs) girlfriend, it is not just Uber and (laughs) fucking eating out at all. Um, Yeah. And cut down on like bullshit spending. It's now time to like prepare and you can do it in like the smallest ways. This is ironic because I understand we are talking about real life problems that are going to affect 99.9% of the population. But I do want to talk about the worst, most annoying thing in the entire fucking world is crypto, you guys. I swear it's just like a fucking Ponzi scheme at this point. Like, I, There's a lot of people that would slap you for saying that. I know. Oh my God. I'm just thinking about Gary Vee. I had dinner with him the other day. Name dropping. Hi. Everyone, please forgive me. We just all know that he's all about the NFTs. And I just had dinner with him. And if he heard me say this, he would be very upset. Should I come up with a sloot coin? I'm going to come up with a sloot coin, oh you guys. Gosh. You really should. It would probably work out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to buy Sophia's coin? The sloot coin. <laughs> I'm fucking doing it. Fabi, you would. You would invest. No, not after the traumatizing <laughs> experience that I just had with this fucking coin called Luna, which Dude. anybody invested in crypto knows what I'm about to say. And they're probably, their heart is hurting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I invested in this coin because of hearsay. And this story is fucking crazy. So basically, I hang around a lot of poker players and this one specific player was so aggressive about telling everybody to invest in Luna. Was he super wealthy? I mean, most poker players, professional poker players, yes, they have money. Okay, got it. So there is this player and he kept pushing everybody to invest in this coin, Luna. And I, after hearing the name get brought up so many times, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like, I'm going to take a chance and invest in it. 
and I was making quite a big amount of money from it. Mm -hmm. I was up, I think at one point, like 50K. And I had multiple people tell me, this is when you sell, like you made that much off of it. It's time to sell the profits. Mm -hmm. And I didn't listen. And I remember there was this moment where I had heard that this poker player had made a lot of money off of that coin. Okay. And I had this like instinct. I'm like, this is probably probably when I should sell. Like he's celebrating how much he made. Mm. Something's going to happen. I like had this gut feeling and I didn't listen, didn't listen to myself. A week later, the coin completely dies. It goes to, it literally goes to zero. Dude. It was selling at $100. It went to zero. People lost their entire life savings. Oh my God. There's a Reddit and it's people are committing suicide over it. Oh my God. That's fucking terrible. Because of how much they trusted this coin. So how much money did you put into this coin? Or like how much did you lose? I lost 50000 And I'm never <laughs> going to get it back. It's gone and it's gone forever. Forever? Like it will never come it's back. It's never coming back. That is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. The coin completely died. And does it suck? Yeah. Is it going to ruin my life? No. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are people who lost their entire life savings and are probably really, really struggling. So I'm not going to stay here and talk about my situation like it's the worst. Yeah. But I mean, it's a a very large amount of money for me. Yes. It is. It's like it hurts. Yes. And but that's just the name of the game. Mm -hmm. If you're going to invest in things like crypto, you have to understand that you can just lose your money in the blink of an eye. It's it's literally seems like there's a new fucking get rich quick coin every week. Yeah. Slew coin. You guys will see it soon. If anybody's going to invest in crypto, just stick with Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's what I did. Yeah. You know, even that like do even know like how safe that is. It they're they're backed, so okay. I don't when I t- I don't honestly I don't un- I don't understand anything Dude, about. I was about to be like, no, I'm pretty sure we should be buying property in the metaverse. Is like actually <laughs> what we should be doing. I'm talking out of my ass when Me I talk too. about crypto. I don't think I should be invested in something I don't understand. To be completely honest, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people say that to me. Whenever I need financial advice, I usually go, I ask like mentors that I have who are successful, wealthy. And that's kind of how I, that's who I stick to asking. And a lot of those people tell me not to be in crypto. Okay. So I should fucking pull my shit out. I mean, crypto is kind of for the underdogs that were able to make it get rich quick and put in. And now it's over? No, of course it's not over. Just Luna's over. There's a lot to say about like cryptocurrency and NFTs and all of that shit when we live in a world where people can barely afford gas and groceries. But we have people investing in online monopoly money. And it's scary. I have heard so many stories of people investing in crypto in a million different ways and losing everything or getting scammed. Mm -hmm. Like it's something to be very, very aware of. And don't let anyone make you feel bad because you don't own three Ethereum and the (laughs) fuck, what's the ape NFT? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I fucking forgot what it's called. I don't give a shit. Don't let people make you feel bad for that shit because you don't have a fucking bathing ape. <laughs> That's not what it's called, but whatever the fuck it is. That shit could crash tomorrow, not wishing that upon anyone, but you know how fucking annoying those types of people are. They're just like shoving it down your throat constantly, like relax. There's actually finance people on TikTok that 
have creative ways to save and budgeting challenges that have actually worked for like a lot of my friends. I'm going to post some for you guys that they were actually like really good ones. I just thought about that. But you know what? Let's move on from this. Because if I talk about real life shit anymore, my brain is going to blow up and my blood pressure is going to fucking skyrocket. I want to introduce to you guys a new episode of How Men Are Fucking Disgusting. Okay? (laughs) Which is like honestly one of my favorite topics, but I haven't been able to harp on them for a while. I want to know if you know about this Instagram page, Fabi. It's called Under 20K. Okay. Let me just break it down for you, girlfriend, because it's kind of fucking wild. I'm sitting with my horny ass guy friend and he shows me this under 20K page and I look at it and it's just a bunch of hot girls, just pics of hot girls. And I'm like, okay, what of it? Who cares? Those pages are everywhere. What the fuck? And he goes, no, 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 Sophia. You're not understanding like the magic to this page apparently this under 20K page, whoever's running this page, goes around, sources, finds hot girls on Instagram, makes sure that those hot girls have under 20K followers, posts them on this page so that guys like my horny ass friend have a chance at sliding into their DMs. Very strategic. Is that not like the craziest shit you've ever heard? I think guys will always figure out a way to get pussy and their entire beings revolve around it. I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. (laughs) It's like, is this page like a fucking casting agency for hot girls to get harassed in their DM by uncomfortably horny guys? Yeah, that's basically what it is. And I would like to mention there's an under 69K page as well. The under 69K page is a bunch of girls that are hot, that have under 69,000 followers. I would love to meet the person who comes up with this because it's kind of genius in a way it's disgusting, but it is kind of smart. I need to meet the guy running these pages because this guy essentially is out here just doing God's work and doing the legwork for horny dudes. He's basically like a matchmaker in a sense. (laughs) Exactly. I hope he's getting paid well. (laughs) I know, me too. Because it's like, so instead of like these dudes having to scroll through their popular page on Instagram and hope they come across a hot girl and oh shit, this hot girl has too many followers. She'll never notice me. Have to just keep scrolling, find another one. Like, oh shit, this one has a boyfriend. Like this guy has taken care of all of that for you and just put it all in one place for your pleasure. He probably thinks of himself as like a love master. (laughs) He's like a connector. He brings people together. I think he's just fucking disgusting. I think that too. We should reach out to him. We should get him on the show. If you're listening to this, I don't actually, I think like his name might be on here. Guys, you guys need to look at this page. It's the word under the number two zero and the letter K under 20 K. What does it say here? Ooh, curated by boss birds, boss birds. Okay. Boss birds, number one at gmail.com. 
I will absolutely be reaching out, trying to get you on my show. But I, I just thought this whole thing was like fucking wild. I can't help but think that there's probably a lot of women listening to this right now that are like, Sophia, shut up. Why? Because… <laughs> You don't want your guy looking at that page. Oh, fuck. You <laughs> I, I think about my situation. I'm like, are they going to listen to this wait. and be like, wait, let me go look at that page and like slide in some DMs? No, and I'm going to, this is going to be the cherry on top. My guy friend who told me about this has told me he's had like a 40% success rate. Yeah. Just to put the nail in the coffin for everyone. <laughs> Fucking turn this off if your boyfriend is in the car. But like, I actually think the opposite. And I think I'm kind of doing charity right now. And any girl who has under 20K followers or under 69, go ahead and submit your fucking profile. You know what I mean? I'm going to submit you, Fabi. Oh, no, you have 30. No, I have like 50. Okay, flex. <laughs> but you're still under 69. So you will be getting submitted. <laughs> I definitely don't want like creepy guys in my DMs. <laughs> How pissed would you be if I submitted you to the I page? I would be really upset. Why? My photos don't even look like the girls on there. So I'm not going to get tagged. <laughs> <laughs> Babby, you're single right now. Like you could use like some guys sliding in. I'm going to do it as an experiment. Can I, I do it as an experiment? No. <laughs> no fine. I'm going to do it with like someone else. I'm trying to meet somebody organically. Are you serious? Okay serendipitous. I like it. Guys, um, I think that that is enough for today. That was a lot. I think it's time to move on to the best part of the fucking episode. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Loam. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. All right, Fabi, it's time to get into questions, stories, advice, SOS, save our sleuths. These people need us. Not really, because we give really fucked up advice half the time, but that's okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay, Fabi, first question. I want you to help me answer these because you are very intelligent Thank and you. you have a lot of expertise. Okay. <laughs> Number one, SOS. I am a girl who typically likes to be dominated in bed and I really like being tied up. However, none of the guys I'm sleeping with right now ever take it to that level. Even when I've had drunk sex with them and feeling more freaky, I try to drop hints that I want them to take it to the next level, but they never do. How can I get a guy to be more aggressive and dominant towards me? 
My initial thought is if you're going to have grown-up sex, you need to be a grown-up. Wait. <laughs> you need to just tell him straight up what you want. Like, okay. Just if that if you want him to tie you up or slap you or whatever you're looking for, you it needs to come out of your mouth. Say it verbatim. Say yes. it exactly. Yeah. I would like you to choke me. I would like you to slap me. I would like to be tied up. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I think girls are kind of scared to speak up in the bedroom and they think they're dropping hints. I would love to know what hint this girl is dropping. I will say that because there is a stigma around women being like slutty or whatever. I don't even like using that word. Slutty. Slutty. <laughs> but I understand why like there might be some anxiety about having that conversation because you're scared that he might take it the wrong way. Mm. But for the most part, if he does take it the wrong way, he's not the right guy for you. Yes. And I don't even really see that happening. I see him being probably more into it. And right. men are good listeners for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like he's probably going to do what you want him to. They're good listeners while they're fucking you. <laughs> if they're not in bed with you, then they're not listening to shit. But That's like, true. no, but I do agree with you. I have never encountered a guy who was not willing to like up the ante and like get a little you know, more intense ever. Have you? It's, I mean, it's taboo. No, I haven't. But I think that when you're younger, mm -hmm. you're a little more scared. Yeah. And as you get older, you definitely start to like dive deep into the whole kinky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that whole like sexual world. Yeah. Start fucking guys that are older because I promise you they know how to choke and <laughs> slap and do all the time, all the shit you want. Okay, next question. Sophia, I know there's so many beautiful women at every age, but I'm literally 23 and I feel like my body is almost going through this secondary puberty and I feel weird about the way my body is changing. I used to be a college athlete and even after college, I've continued to work out for two plus hours a day. Huh? And I feel like no matter what I do, I don't feel as hot as I used to be. What are your thoughts on physically maturing through your 20s? And what advice do you have for accepting natural changes as I age? My, okay, my advice on this is that I'm going to start off by saying that we should be comfortable in our own bodies and mm -hmm. that it's really important to find that confidence. Mm -hmm. But what she's explaining doesn't sound natural to me. I think that she needs to go get her blood work done and get her thyroid checked because it could be an underlying health issue mm -hmm. that's causing her to gain the weight. At 23 years old, you shouldn't be gaining weight that way. Right. That happens later on in life. Yeah. I like your metabolism slows down like… More into like your late 20s, 30s. Uh-huh. Another thing is a lot of times people think that they're eating healthy because they're eating, I'm going to say chickpeas. Mm -hmm. Chickpeas are loaded with carbs. Right. You eat one can of chickpeas and you think you're being healthy. You just ate like 200 carbs. All that, these vegans out here. Yeah, that will definitely make you gain mm -hmm. a lot of weight. Right. So understanding your macros, how much protein, uh, fiber, healthy fats, carbs, and being able to balance those out, I think that that would help with any sort of weight gain. But to answer her question, how to be more comfortable in your own body. <laughs> we're, we're still trying to figure it out, girlfriend. We don't have a fucking answer. I wish I knew the answer. No, we, no, we have an answer. It's doing stuff that makes you feel good, spending time naked. I've heard scientifically, like it, it's scientifically proven to like get you more comfortable with your body, 
Having I mean, sex, right? Having sex. Makes you more confident. Practicing self-love. We're like grasping at straws. We're like, we don't know, but there's got to be something. I mean, yeah. At 23, I don't know if your body should be drastically changing. Again, I'm not a doctor, but regardless of what stage you're in, we're going to be 50 and have wrinkles. And, you know, like you do need to love your body at every single stage. As I've gotten older, I've learned to be more accepting of just the natural changes that happen. Mm -hmm. You can only fight wrinkles so far. Right. They're just women need to be a little not so hard on each other. Yeah. It's, I mean, on themselves too. I can tell you this much. Basing your confidence on external factors, guys' attention, a, like likes on Instagram, any of that shit, you're setting yourself up for failure. It does need to come from within the confidence thing. I agree. And it it can't even come from you looking in the mirror or the scale and being like, oh, I lost 20 pounds. Like, if that's not what's going to make you feel confident at the end of the day. Like, that's fleeting. It needs to come from inside. What makes me feel confident is eating healthy. Mm -hmm. When I have a really clean diet, I feel amazing just because I have energy. Go I like to do yoga and, like, getting myself, like, up and going and just um, also getting ready. Yeah. Putting on some makeup, doing my hair. That yeah. also makes me feel better. See, all of those things sound a little bit intensive. I like to get a spray tan, have someone do my makeup, and have someone do my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it works you're all, the same. You're also really busy and I'm not. I have all the time <laughs> in the day you don't. So I can understand why our ways of feeling confident are a little different. Uh, okay, well, either way, do that shit and you will start feeling better. Okay, next question. Hi, Sophia. Love you. What would you say is a non-cringe way to initiate a conversation with a guy over message? He never posts on Insta, so I can't just reply to a story. Okay. For me, this is a really obvious thing to do is to slide into a guy's DMs and say, I think you're hot. I've never done that before. I mean, I've never done it, but I don't think that's cringe. And I think you're going to get the results you want. And I think that's better than like, hey, what's up? You're more, you're more likely to get a response from a guy by kind of making it sound like you're trying to fuck. I'm going to use me an example as to someone who is a little shy and maybe not secure enough to do that. And I would never do it. Mm -hmm. I wish I would. I have a friend who is the most confident, aggressive, forward person. And she walks into a room and she decides on who she's going to leave with that night. And it's happening like either way. Like even, <laughs> I swear to God, it could be there was someone else. And like she was still like it happened. <laughs> And I have been able to like see her in action and it's amazing. And I strive to be that way one, uh -huh. one day. Um, I think it's just finding that confidence. It's a confidence thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. The, the girl you're talking about doesn't worry about if she comes off as cringe. No. That's that's the first thing. Don't worry about coming off as cringe. Like, just anything you say, like, fucking own it. Something that I've taken into account in my life is… I've heard this that uh, people only think about you for what? Like 15 seconds? I've never heard that. Yeah. So like let's say that your hair is like sticking out or maybe mm -hmm. you gain a little weight or whatever it is that you're feeling insecure about. Mm -hmm. Someone will 
register it, think about it. And within 15 seconds, it might be a little bit longer than that. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. It's out of their head and they're thinking about the next thing because people are always thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. They don't care about you. Right. I'm surprised it's even 15 seconds. I would say a lot of the time they don't even notice what the fuck you're thinking about in your head or what you're worried about. Yeah. So, I mean, girl, I think you should slide in and say, I think you're hot. I think that's the best thing to do. I think you should do it as well. And the worst thing that happens is yeah. he doesn't respond and who cares? They're never going to see him. Boo-hoo and we have nothing to lose. I think that he will respond. I do too. Yeah. So just do it. But an emoji, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, hi is not getting you anywhere. I, like I would probably be more subtle about it. Like I would, what? I don't know. I'd be like, hey, uh, do you go to this like workout class or, or what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't slide in being like, hey, you're hot. I want to fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm too old. I'm like not a part of this whole like. She's DM just world. like making shit up. She's like, hey, have you hey, read this book? <laughs> hey, did I see you in um, Organic Chem this morning? <laughs> He's like, what the? That's a great idea. He's like, you got the wrong person. And then it would have been like, oh, I thought it was you. So I'm so-and-so. That's a good way to slide in. I I think I mean, that one's better than have you read this book lately? (laughs) Have you read any good books lately? Okay, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm just saying guys are horny and a lot of times they'll bite. Okay, next question. Can you discuss how I have options is applicable in the work environment? I recently got talked to by my department head and was told that I dress like I'm going to a nightclub, that I'm a distraction, and that I'm being discussed during executive team meetings. I initially was embarrassed because I try to look very professional at work. And after discussing with a few people and taking a look at my wardrobe, I realized I'm not the problem. Now I'm deciding when I should leave because... I have options. I know others go through situations like this, but it's scary to leave a stable job. Lawsuit. (laughs) One thousand fucking percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. This is the same as men saying like, don't dress slutty because that's why I raped you. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. We are not in that kind of world anymore. Right. You cannot tell a woman that she's being discussed. Right. It was so unprofessional the way that they they went about it. Well, and they're talking about her in team meetings, but then just tell her to her face or talking about her behind her back. Like, what are we in middle school? It's just a type of thing that she can't help what her body looks like. Like she has curves. What is right. she supposed to do? Wear like a potato sack so that right. men won't talk about her and like look at her. She's on a distraction. I know. As someone who worked in the corporate world, I will say the way that and by the way, it was 90% men, 10% female. Okay. At this like finance job. And most of the women would dress kind of in a potato sack type of thing, which is totally fine. You do you. I would wear like, you know, a little pencil skirt and like a little shirt. And I'm sure people were out there like talking about my outfit. Did I give a fuck? Hell no. But it was never brought up to me. If that shit would have been brought up to me, I'd have been like, ooh, honey, you'll see what I'm wearing tomorrow. Like I'm going, go to HR. Yeah. But it sounds like, it sounds like her real question is, she wants to leave her job because she has options, but she's scared because it's scary to leave a stable job. I I say if you're getting disrespected at work like that, that is not a work environment you want to be in. And 
you'll be fine. It's always scary to leave a job, but you will find a new one. I would say go to HR immediately. Don't leave the job until this is documented because it's absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you should never feel uncomfortable in your workplace that way. Yep. And obviously at this point now, she can't go into work and feel that way that she used to. Mm-hmm. It would be a good time to start looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And she does sound very confident that she has other options. I think yeah. that she'll figure it out. She seems like she has her shit together. Yeah. I mean, girl, you said I have options. So I get that it's scary to leave a stable job. But like, trust me when I say you will figure something out. You will look back and it will be the right decision. Yes. And you'll get scrappy and you'll start like hustling and like you'll be fine. I agree. For sure. Okay, guys. So that is it for this week, Fabi. I love you so, so much. Thank you for coming on. Where can they find you? Well, I don't have an Instagram right <laughs> now because my page seems to get deleted like every other I day. Okay. But um, I think I have it figured out. I inst- I emailed Instagram today. Fabby F baby. Okay. And it's F-A-B-B-Y-F baby. Okay. Got it. Just on Instagram, no TikTok, nothing. Just Instagram. Okay. And guys, you know where to find me. I'm on all social media. So if you have an F, Franklin with a Y, I have options collection restocked. If you can share this episode, that would be amazing. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.